A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hello! How's it going, man? Yeah, I am alright, mate. How are you? I'm pretty bloody good. Both you and I are away this weekend. I know. So we're not around for Evolution. Accidentally planned to be away while Evolution was on. Yeah, I mean, me and Ollie talked about this in a podcast intro or one of the outros, but it was like, I'd already booked this weekend away and then they announced the show. So yes, I, it yeah. was just, it was poor timing, really, on WWE's part. Yeah, so, terrible. They didn't take my needs into account. Absolutely. And they never do. They no, I know. How dare they? So you are off to Edinburgh. I am off to Edinburgh. Which is going to yep. be very nice. And I am off to Herefordshire. Herefordshire. Which is going to be absolutely lovely. But yesterday, rest, uh, listeners to the show will know that we got a package sent to us by one of our awesome pledge hammers, Chris Jenkins. Uh-huh. And there were gifts inside for all three of us. What? So we opened up those pack- uh, packages yesterday. Uh, I'm just going to open up uh, an email that Chris sent me because he very much enjoyed us reading out uh, the email. And uh, he sent a reply this morning. I'll just read for you here. It said, just finished listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to hear your reactions. It was truly awesome. I'll keep you updated on the Pledge Hammer Hammers. We're still working on the name. I've attached a picture for Laurie to look at before opening his gift. It won't make sense until he opens it. So this is the picture. It is a large picture of the poster, or the DVD cover, for Reservoir Dogs. So... It'll make sense when you open up, but here are your gifts, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, you read the letter that was sent to us, which was a lovely, lovely letter. We're I did indeed. Get, we're looking to get framed in our office. I feel like Chris is the one that needs thank you for being a paramedic. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what we were saying. Say, saying to us, like, oh, cheers, man. Like, As an update on that. You chat we, about wrestling. Because we did decide that... Um, Dan, real Dan's Dan has far too many nicknames. We're going to give all of them to Chris Jenkins instead. Oh, <laughs> Dan would be so upset. Well, Dan, he posted up on Discord that he'd be very happy uh, to give up his names. Shall I read my... Yeah, uh, please do read the letter you were given. El Fakador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the WrestleTalk team. I wanted to get you kayfabe gifts, and I thought, who are El Fakador's heroes? The answer is... Basically any white boy wrestler that wore lucha masks to hide their true identity, but also weren't fooling anyone. Specifically, Los Conquistadors, Edge and Christian's version, and El Generico. Well, El Generico was his own person, though. That wasn't... That wasn't anyone, yeah. yeah he, d- he just retired and went back to his orphanage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it, took some fi- it took some time to find an El Generico shirt worthy for El Fakador Laurie Blake to wear. However, nobody makes a Los Conquistadors shirt, <laughs> so I designed one myself. Whoa. My God. If you're not interested in wearing them, I understand. You can roll them up and use them as doorstops or vomit rag the next time someone mentions Trish and Lita's tag team name. Whatever works. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, let's have a look at these T-shirts. Let's have a look, yeah. So... Oh, oh! What an excellent T-shirt that is. So this is this is a uh, it's a T-shirt with the Reservoir Dogs uh, 
movie poster style. But there are famous luchas on it, uh, shown from there left is, to yeah. right. Rey Mysterio, yep. Prince Puma, mm-hmm. Blue Devil Jr. That's El Santos, or El Santo? That is Huracan Ramirez, Ooh. El Generico, and then La Parca. Oh, lovely. Oh, I didn't even recognize the La Parca one. It looks like um, the lad from Saw. That's awesome. That it does look really- a bit like it. does look a bit <laughs> like a Jigsaw. That's Game like over. That's a wicked that t-shirt. That is wicked. That's a really cool t-shirt. So I'm guessing that the other one is our uh, Los Conquistadors po- uh, t-shirt. Have a look. Well, the other one is, yes, it is indeed. Oh, look at this. One designed himself. Yes, mate. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> that is wicked. Thanks, That's dude. actually genuinely a good t-shirt. Yeah, that's really cool. I will I'll wear it on a show so everyone can see, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty rad. On it, it says, uh, all written in Spanish. School of Wrestling, class of 2018, when I joined WrestleTalk, and a 2018 class motto, which says, always be trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's signed with extremely fake Edge and Christian autographs, which is the only way I would have wanted it. That's incredible. That is so awesome. Oh, oh man, that's Chris, awesome. you're too kind, my friend. Too kind. Let's have a little look in. Let's see what else is in the bag. What else have you got? Da, 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 da. Little Shawn Michaels story DVD. Ooh, heartbreaking Ooh. triumph. I'll definitely, I'll actually watch that. My housemate is the biggest Shawn Michaels fan, so I'm sure he will get a chuckle out of watching all of that too. And yep. then I've got some trading cards. Hey, the trading cards, which we've actually started Ooh. to like post around to the office. Yes, they've actually been the only decoration we've got in our brand new office, apart from we've now got some plants too. We've got some plants and a picture. I've of got them. a particularly sad aloe vera on my desk. And we've got a, a <laughs> photo of us with Colt Cabana. Oh, yes. From yeah. Wrestling Media Con. Well, Although, thank you so much. That is. Uh, Honestly, unbelievable. I, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have. Yeah, really. You really, really, really shouldn't have. But, absolutely. Uh, I'm very glad you did. <laughs> uh, we've got a quick Rusev hay to get through. So, fun fact about these Rusev hays. Mm. I was going through uh, collecting up the crap gimmicks to do on the Saturday Wrestle Ramble, as I often do on a Thursday before we record. And all of a sudden, in my crap gimmicks wrestling folder were loads of Rusev Hayes and Poetry Corner submissions that were sent back in July that somehow got erroneously filed under crap gimmicks and not podcast stuff. Curse you, Google Mail! I I can say curse you, Google Mail. It was most likely my fault. (laughs) Curse you, Lugoin! Because I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) So we've actually got a couple of old Rusev Hayes that were not read out. And, uh, in fact... So we've got three that were sent in July, so I'm going to try and do those all on this show. This first one comes from Ivan El, um, who is one of our longtime listeners. Um, and he uh, sent us an email uh, previously about uh, his way he doesn't like NJPW and things like that. Um, and here we go. Here's an email from him. It says, Rusev, hey, uh, I just remembered as you guys were gloating about the fact you met Goldberg and took pictures with him. Uh, I remember the same night I saw Goldberg, which was the first Raw of 2017. I also kind of met Jack Gallagher and the wealthy bird himself, Rich Swan. My friends and I were trying to get to the superstars. I talk like this every day, but we went the wrong way around the arena. As we were approaching all the crowd of people, we realized we were across them on the wrong side. We see two guys standing there and we did not think anything of it as we walked past them to get further to the front then out of nowhere security guard comes past us telling us to move to the other side mind you my friend and i were not huge fans of 205 live as was no one really at the time because the product was but the product has dramatically improved since so we did not realize who we were ignoring the two looked really confused as to the fact why two wrestling fans just brushed them off anyway i'm sure they're listening and i would like to apologize to the two of them that was from ivan el uh with his recep hey thank you so much for your email and uh, we've got another one here from Tom O'Brien. Hi, Luke and Ollie. I'm going to presume and Laurie as well. Thank you so much for reading out my Zack Ryder story. Now, as a preface for this, and Ivan Eel also had this in his email mm. where he sort of talked about something we talked about on a podcast. But that was back in July. It was months ago. I cannot remember <laughs> what that was. So I'm going to apologize. I also don't remember this Zack Ryder story. I, mean, I imagine, though, it was brilliant. It was, yeah. It was, oh, it's so good. Or it was rough. It was <laughs> a, a rough, rough rider. rider. I wasn't trying to make fun of him, though. I'm sure you weren't. More my friend acting like an idiot in front of a famous person. If I came across Ryder again, you guys will be the first to know. But I understand Ollie has a couple of questions or two about this. Um, oh, man, this is going to be annoying because he's probably had questions. Uh, we're now answering them months later, mm. and I can't remember what those questions were. But thankfully, Tom has answered them for us. Uh, I but- wasn't even involved. It's <laughs> even worse. I, there's not even a chance I'll remember this, Luke. 
First off, the affair with Edge, Vicky, and the assistant was Alicia Fox, and the same reason I told Ryder's story first was because I hadn't lived it with my friend, whereas the following story was told to me that I'm passing on to you guys that's pretty cool, just not my own, and now what you've been waiting for. So, this is Tom O'Brien's Rousseau but not his own Rousseau it's a friend's that he is passing on. So it's a second-hand Rousseau Yeah, it's a friend. I had this friend, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just a guy. Years ago, James, the uh, the best friend from the last letter, had been taken to by his father to a wrestling show. Afterwards, he got to go backstage and meet a few wrestlers, including the heel American badass himself. Staying in character, James was denied an autograph by the dead man. His dad wasn't a wrestling fan and didn't realize it was an act. All he saw was someone being a jerk to his young son. He then started to call out the Undertaker, even threatening to fight him. James told me he remembered thinking, Dad, what are you doing? He's going to murder you. Taker stayed true to his character, but never raised his fist. James never did get that autograph, though. I'll admit the Foley story since it's not that strong, but if you fellas are ever in New York, I'd love to treat you to a hockey game at Madison Square Garden, have have a few drinks, cheers real loud, maybe come across uh, Finn Balor again. I promise that's the last and shortest story I have. Keep up the amazing work you guys do. I love you. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for that email. If you were going to challenge American Badass Undertaker, this was... Back in the point where they did all the the bits where he was hobbling around backstage chasing people in brawls, mm. you could just run away from Taker. It's <laughs> fine. Right? As long as he's not on his bike, you can get away. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so let's dive into the show itself. Uh, we're going to be talking about the mystery attacker of Alistair Black being revealed. Spoilers, it was Johnny Gargano. Yeah, it was. Here's the show. Where, in the main event, Alistair Black's who ran over Alistair Black? Who attacked Alistair Black? It was finally revealed on this show. And as we all sort of thought it might be, turns out it was only Johnny freaking wrestling. Johnny wrestling. Johnny trouble. Johnny bloody wrestling did it. <laughs> Johnny blooming attack in the parking lot. It was him all along. Oh, son of a bitch. Right under our noses. All this time. So yeah, so the main event segment was actually William Regal coming out to announce who is going to be uh, Tommaso Ciampa's number one contender for the NXT Championship at TakeOver War Games. And Ciampa comes out and he's hugging his belt. He had this really great line and stuff where he's like going to Regal. Regal's got the Regal look on his face. Mm. And Ciampa walks up and he goes, you want to wipe that smug look off your face? And I was like, <laughs> he hasn't got a smug look. It's yeah. just, that's just the way Regal is. I like he says, um, he says, don't stare at the champ's title. <laughs> so great. Also, did his, did his music have lyrics before? I feel like it didn't. I feel like the lyrics were new. I think they were new as well, because mm. this was a new set of tapings, mm. so it is very likely. And it would be a really interesting set of tapings as well, because... So they taped this last week, mm. right? And the Evolution pay-per-view is this Sunday, where the NXT Women's Championship is being decided. And so clearly they can't have taped anything involving the NXT Women's Championship, because no. that will reveal the result of what's going to happen at Evolution. So is there going to be no mention of the NXT Women's Championship until Evolution happens? Is it going to be done all in video packages? I guess, yeah, I guess it's just going to be yet more video packages. Yeah, cool video packages. Well, in all fairness... NXT's video packages are cool, there was so vi- it's there, fine. The video package on this show to hype Evolution was the best thing they've done for Evolution this entire time. It was awesome. Not all even the, the matches they've actually booked for Evolution <laughs> have been as good as this video package. All the stuff with Shayna Baszler and this video package. But we'll talk about that later. So anyway, Champa comes out and um, he sort of like... Uh, and, and then Vel- Velveteen Dream comes out and Champa has this amazing moment where he sort of points at Velveteen Dream then turns to Riga and goes... It's not him, is it? <laughs> it's really great. I like him saying, like, and Dream comes out and he says, hold the phones, stop the presses, I've got a headline, or should that be headliner? Yes. For you, Regal. Yeah. He says that War Games needs an experience, but this brings out the big old man mountain himself, Lars Sullivan, with his terrible pants, and uh, or trunks, I should say, because we have an American mm-hmm. audience. And actually, that plays into the Dream's line, because yep. Sullivan stands there and says, you're all standing in Lars Sullivan territory. And Dream walks up and he says, like, if you're going to address the Dream, I'd like you to wear pants. <laughs> I, yeah, and I'll, the other thing I find about Lars Sullivan is he's obviously got a very similar character to someone like Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. like farm strong. You yes. know? But he's very well-spoken. Mm-hmm. To, like, to my ear, he sounds like when he's going like, you're all standing in <laughs> Lars Sullivan territory. Yeah, because Braun is like, oh, get these yeah. heads, I'm going to go bird, bird, bird. <laughs> and then Lars Sullivan's like, hello, my name is Lars Sullivan. Hey, yeah, and I know his whole thing is like, he's meant to be like a, a mountain with an IQ. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like 
I want him to speak a bit more like he doesn't sound threatening when he's like, I'm going to be jolly well rough you up. You are in love, Sullivan Derrick. You are in to get out. Have you got a flag? Get out. I've got a flag. Have you not seen the name on the back of my trunks? It says Lars. This is my name. Is this your postcode? Because I don't think it is. Uh, but he has this really cool moment because Dream says the, the pants line to him and he grabs him by the throat, starts kind of choking him out. But then Nikki just, Nikki Cross, that is, appears out of nowhere. And she's been like peppered throughout this mm. whole show of being like, he's coming, he's coming. And it was Percy Watson coming to go, like, who's she talking about? Well, clearly Alistair Black, you idiot. Yeah, like, that's what we're that, telling yeah. the entire show. Well, Nigel McGuinness, every single time when he was like, Percy's like, who is she talking about? <laughs> who's coming? And Nigel McGuinness went, Obviously, Alistair Black. Obviously. <laughs> you Obviously. Idiot. Are you not paying attention? Yeah. This is what we're hyping up. Just say, <laughs> like... And she comes out and she was like, he's here, he's here. Uh, and then it, it's really weird. Like, And then sort of like Black, just he's backstage and he's just killing these security card dudes that, like, that, that Regal set up there at the start of the show. And this one poor geek just like opens up the door and he gets a black mask right <laughs> in the face. It wasn't like, hey, what's going on? Oh my God. I thought this was really well cut, actually. Like, they don't always, so they good, don't always yeah. do like these fast cut segments between backstage and the front. Like they would often do like, cut to the back for a long period of time and then cut back to the ring whereas this was all like literally like they cut to the back he's kneeing a guy in the face yeah. they cut back to the ring and Velveteen Dream still getting choked out they cut back he's black masked this guy they cut back Velveteen Dream falls down in the ring and rolls yeah. out they cut back he's storming through the backstage area knocks over a cameraman they yeah. cut back to the ring he slid into the ring already and a really nice touch with that yeah. cameraman as well like the, the, it goes to green ever so slightly like, mm. of the feed getting cut off of, on that camera as if it was like a live edit mm. I thought it was a really really nice touch and there was another uh, moment I, I wanted to point out from Champa when Lars Sullivan comes out all of a sudden he starts hugging his title ever more slightly <laughs> tighter being like oh I mean I don't mind if it's stream, but I'd rather it's not yeah. Lars <laughs> yeah he's very big uh, and then like Black just gets into the ring and he grabs Regal by the lapels and he's just like, "Where is he? Where is he?" Well, he lays out Lars Sullivan. First. Oh, that's right, yeah, the black mass right to the face, right to the right to that <laughs> the, the chin that he's already he's already smashed up once. one time. So he, he grabs Regal by the lapels and he's like, "Where is he?" And Regal's like, "I don't know what you're bloody talking about. Oh, I don't know who it please is. Please oh, let go of me." And it turns out because all of a sudden he turns around, super kick from Johnny Gargano, and he just grabs the microphone and says, "I'm here." Yeah. Gargano is I'm revealed right to be here. the attacker. Gargano, who's also going through an emo phase from the looks <laughs> of his clothing. <laughs> well, was, 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 <laughs> they went for they went for yeah they they went for the mise en scene there. They were like he's going to wear all black because well, he's maybe, evil now. Maybe he's really into that band that are providing the theme song for NXT, which oh, is yeah. a song that feels like it's about fifteen years too yeah. late. World's most intense band. <laughs> They've managed to like dug up someone who looks like Marilyn Manson but mm. isn't quite isn't quite as good yeah. or cool um, or <laughs> relevant this is where everyone's going to say like that is my favourite band whatever they yeah. were called oh, yeah we well, yeah, that band that Ghost Machine was that what they were called I don't know I'm just making it I'm just saying <laughs> it emo generally sound. sounds like what they could be I'm just going to be sa- emo sounding names let's <laughs> go into band name generator Haunted go. Condo <laughs> So yeah, so it's Johnny Gargano. So one would assume then we're leading to Black versus Gargano at TakeOver War Games, looking to kind of fill up this card uh, for it because the majority of like the titles are going to be locked up inside the, the War Games match itself. Oh, yeah. So this is all like, I think it's a really exciting development. And and uh, Tommaso Ciampa had this amazing tweet. Uh, I'm just going to find it for you here because someone did send it across to us hoping that we were going to mention it. So I'm just going to, I'm just quickly Googling things live on air. So I like the fact that I've just looked over your shoulder and the last thing you were Googling was the lyrics to Kesha's Woman. Uh, it's because I'm, I'm getting a song yeah, for my wife. No, no, it's, it's, well, were. actually, I think it's a, it's a tremendous song anyway, but it's, we're going on a road trip this weekend and I was looking to get some songs for my wife and that is one of the songs she's picked, but it is a tremendous song regardless. <laughs> anyway, here is the tweet from uh, Tommaso Ciampa where he's just, he posted up the NXT <coughs> Uh, Twitter post about Johnny Gargano attacking Black and he's just said sometimes you just need to DIY with a tear in my eye Big Daddy Champa is proud he is the best he's the Twitter b- user he's like David Starr he's very good at Twitter mm. and we've been talking about like whether they could do like a heel version of DIY like a heel run mm. DIY and I'm super into that idea I yeah I really like it I don't want to do I don't want them to do it in NXT mm. I want them to like because Champa is now the champion, mm-hmm. so maybe and I, and I don't think Johnny will ever be NXT champion, especially if he's now gone heel. But what a better way to reintroduce them to the main roster mm. when you, when you eventually move them up, have heel DIY yeah. debut 
after Champa eventually loses the I imagine Johnny will start being in his corner maybe that that'd be a cool way to do it Johnny cool, starts yeah. being in his corner they 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 lose to some baby face down the line yeah. uh, the title and then they move up to the main roster as a heel tag team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really... And get lost in the <laughs> shuffle. Yay! I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, like that first interaction that these two have, now that Gargano mm. is also heel. I'm really intrigued by that interaction. Like, um, uh, Ollie made this point in our uh, evolution predictions. Mm. He said what he's really looking forward to on Sunday and what he hopes they do on Sunday is a segment where... Becky Lynch is walking backstage with her championship and she runs into Bailey and Sasha Banks and then she almost goes like, oh, what are you doing tonight? Mm. <laughs> like referencing the fact that this pointless six-man tag and then just sort of like looks at her belt and walks off. And I was like, that's a, that's a segment I'm mm. really intrigued to see. I'm very intrigued to see the kind of first meeting between Gargano and Champa now that they're both heels. But I suppose, so, so we now know who the attacker is and we don't read uh, NXT, well, at least I don't, don't read NXT spoilers uh, for what's going to be happening in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So the question, I suppose, that comes out of this as well is that who is going to face Champa for the NXT Championship? If you do know the spoilers, don't post it in the comments like a dick. Don't don't spoil it for everyone. But, like, is it going to be Dream or is it going to be Sullivan? Is it going to be someone else? Is it going to be a triple threat? Is it going to be a triple threat? A triple threat, I'd actually, because that way you can kind of hide the weaknesses of Sullivan, mm. who I do like. I think Sullivan's actually quite... A, he's a very good presence. Yeah. But uh, his match with Alistair Black for the championship wasn't yeah. great it was fine but I think with him in a triple threat match you can really hide that he's mu- yeah he is much better as the monster in the mix rather yeah. than like the like, like he was during the ladder match yeah well, I always think one on ones with big guys gets quite boring because there's very limited amounts you can do when you build someone up so much like Braun Strowman it's very difficult to have a one on one match with Braun Strowman because mm-hmm. he's always so dominant so yeah. I think that's the exact same thing with Lars so actually like having him have enough people to beat him down at some point and knock him out for a bit so yeah. everyone else gets to sort of show off their offense mm-hmm. it's very useful in wrestling terms I think more likely maybe they'll do Velveteen Dream versus Lars for a number one contendership kind of deal and then Dream I think should be the one to go through and face Champa. I think Dream versus Champa would be a really interesting match mm. which we, I suppose we'd still get in the triple threat or they do the yeah. usual standard NXT thing, which is you set up a number one contenders, there's a schmoz, and then it gets announced in the triple mm. threat. Basically what they just did for the NXT North American Championship. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording, along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you were able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Holly El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, 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 this will be a wrestle-along screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestle-along screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Game of Wall Street 4. Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We just want to send some love to our $25 and above pledge hammers. If you want to become one of those and get your name read out on the Wrestle Ramble, all you've got to do is become one of those pledge hammers at the $25 and above level at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. I'm not doing this take again. So, up first, we, <laughs> we want to. might be able to read your names out properly, though. So, <laughs> who's hoping? Bully for you. So, first up, Steep Climb James Mackerhill. Oh, yes. Lovely stuff. Well done. You sold out Jay Sellers. Yes, Jay Sellers. Lovely. Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Great Wonderful. name. Wonderful. Lovely. Juan de Dios Infante Gauntlet. Oh, it's. That is a, an oh, international flavor. Rolls off the tongue. Stay hyped, Kyle Rowley. Hopefully you can get a push on Raw. It's sort of start, it started for one of them. <laughs> Britain's next top model, Phil Stopford. Yes, Phil. All right, Phil. Looking forward to meeting you at the the London show when we uh, the mm. Prince Charles Cinema next month. Stem cell, Robert Stemmen. Yes. Ooh. It's good research. I trust you. As Sam Farah as I can throw you. It's my favourite name I've come up with. <laughs> Sean, far from bland, Blanford. Woo! Yes, Sean, yes. What does that say? Good. Shimmy Gangot, Zachary <laughs> Robert Crowley Barra. Shimmy Gangot. Shimmy Gangot. Shimmy Gangot. Watch your Shimmy Gangot. Shimmy Gangot. That's what I think of. Either that or the Shinigami from Death Note. But yes, Shimmy Gangot. <laughs> So the show opened with Regal outside with those security guards and he's like, Alistair Black is going to be here tonight but I want to make sure that I find him before anyone else does so you stop him from coming in and then you come find me. It was very, very cool Mm. and there was some really good stuff with Regal on this show. I I feel like he did say to them though, all I want you to do is bring him to my office and for some reason, later on, Black turns up and just kicks the hell out of these guys. He's like, just bring him to the office. I'd be like, yeah, of course you're allowed here. Like, yeah, yeah welcome. Just but come on in. Just come to the office. Yeah. It's not like... It's well, not- we, didn't, we didn't see the attack. Maybe they were like, hey, man, I'm yeah. not looking for a fight. Yeah, maybe I'm, that I'm just was doing it. my job. Yeah. Maybe they got tasers out and he yeah. was like, whoa. Or in all fairness, they just said like, we're going to take you to William Regal's office. And then someone said, actually, he's in the ring at the moment. So Black was like, oh, I know where that is. I'll yeah, just go I'll there go myself. I'll the ring, don't worry. Black mass my way through. <laughs> so Mauro Ranallo is on uh, assignment, uh, which is WWE terminology for not available to be booked tonight. Uh, and Vic Joseph is going to be doing commentary for us. I like Vic Joseph. I do. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Vic Joseph's work on the, the very small amount of 205 Live I've actually watched. Uh, I, I quite like Vic Joseph. I like him with Nigel McGuinness. And Vic did uh, one of the NXT takeovers this mm. year. I can't remember which one it was now. He fits that role very well. Yes. Like, he's not as bombastic as Ronaldo, but no. he fits the sort of the Michael Cole middleman role. I think that he is a good balance between like the excessive nature of Mara Ronaldo with mm. his pop culture references and his Mamma Mia's and Tobe Suicidas. Tobe and the boringness of Todd Phillips, mm. who is, he may as well not be there. Like, he's so boring. Todd, that's the thing, but what you don't know about Todd, 
Todd has seen it all before, man. Like, <laughs> Todd, he's a visionary. He's imagined what's happening on SmackDown before it ever happens. Mm. So in his mind's eye, he's watching it and going, yes, I knew this would happen. I knew you would come. <laughs> Uh, the Undisputed Era open up the show, all four of them together, and it feels so good. Uh, Kyle Riley does this amazing sort of big kick in the air while he's playing his air mm. guitar on the championship, which really made me laugh. And it, we said this last week. It's so awesome seeing all four of them here. And now that Bobby Fish is cleared to wrestle, like it, it does feel like it's, it's Undisputed Era 3.0. Yes. Like this is the new iteration of this group, and I'm so excited to see where they go from. Well, it's here. amazing as well because actually, looking back at the last year since the title was won, and Bobby Fish had to obviously go and uh, have surgery, etc., for his injuries, it feels like we've actually been in a holding pattern with the Undisputed Era, and yet we've still managed to have <laughs> some of the best matches in in wrestling this year. Yeah, that's a really so good point. So imagine what's going to happen now that he's back when they actually start to do. Because I imagine the Roderick Strong heel turn was planned for way like I don't think it was a last minute mm-hmm. actually like you know Fish is injured let's just chuck Roddy in Roddy the next in there, yeah. I think that was always kind of meant to happen like I think the idea of this group accumulating members it was just very fortuitous it's something they were always doing it was just fortuitous so now we're going to see what they originally intended for this group mm-hmm and I'm, I'm hoping it's all the titles. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it's all the titles. Well, yeah, because Adam Cole starts cutting this promo and he says that the NXT roster is now on notice and he said the crowd are not NXT, we are NXT. Um, but then I was actually surprised because I thought this was, you know, they were going to announce who the number one contender is later from the show. I thought this was going to be Adam Cole slotting himself into that possibility. But no, mm. he went straight back for Ricochet and saying, Ricochet, you've got something that belongs to me. Yeah. And I was surprised because I thought that Adam Cole is, and the group are so over to a point that you almost want to start elevating Cole up into that championship picture, mm. even if you, even if he's not going to be facing um, Alistair Black, not Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa mm. for the championship of War Games because he's definitely going to be involved in the War Games match. Just the mention of that he's looking to go up the card and start going for the NXT Championship. I thought it would have been quite nice in mm. this moment. It's just they're probably just thinking, man, we got a lot of heels. Yeah, <laughs> man, we got a lot. Oh, of like, Alistair Black can't be the only face at the top of the roster. God, he might be at the moment. I suppose there's EC, well, no, EC3's in this role. No, exactly. Yeah. So, well, Dream is now as well. Top. Of, oh, yeah. I guess I like Dream yeah. is in the picture at the top, but yeah, yeah like it's black and dream and that is it that is it that is surprising um yeah so he says ricochet's got something that belongs to him and he had this nice line where he's like you didn't beat me in that triple threat match you beat pete dunn yeah like i'm i'm still you know i still want to have this uh this match and that brings out not ricochet not pete dunn but ec3 mm. ec3 comes and he does this point and i suddenly realized he's got a new coat <laughs> yes well i suddenly realized while watching this show i don't know how i've not noticed this before but EC3's entrance, where he does like the EC3, and then he does the turnaround and the camera points towards him. He's that gopher meme. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. If someone wants to make that, I'll, I'll make it. To be yeah. Fair. I'll do it. He is that gopher meme. Anyway, so EC3 says that Cole doesn't deserve a title shot, and he says that EC3, um, they may be 100% now the reform man unit, but he is in the top 1%. And I like this as well because this is something that the main roster don't do. Heels challenging for matches usually it's just like i want to have a match now and the heel because it's usually the miz would be like no i'm not gonna have this match and whatever your local sports team is i'm i'm not gonna have this match now but adam cole was the one he's like no you shut up dude i want to have a match Mm. right now and it was really cool because it kind of like it gave cole this sort of fire going right into this match and being like dude just disrespected me and i'm gonna beat him up he's always got the right but he's always got the right heel booking as well like it's good that he you know because he's got three mates Mm -hmm. it's fine for him to be like yeah, I'll take you on. Everyone's out here. It's fine. You yeah. know, why wouldn't you? He is the cocky heel, but only when he's got the advantage. And then the rest of the time, he's like, ah, do you know what? I'm a pretty good wrestler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm actually pretty good, so I'm it's really fine. really good at what I do. <laughs> and that did lead to a match between Adam Cole and EC3. EC3 kind of sort of dominated early. Um, and it was a re- Bobby Fish was absolutely amazing during this match. Oh, I love Bobby Fish. He was so just loud. on the outside, just shouting as loud as he can at things. There's a moment when EC3 plants Cole's face right into the ring apron. Bobby Fish from across the ring just shouts, you can't do that. That's not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really He was really, I mean, what a way to introduce yourself back into things that this was. It was amazing. And actually, I thought it was a really good show. I haven't been majorly into EC3 since he got to NXT. I think he's had some quite duff matches. He had a good showing in the ladder match. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's done particularly well in a lot of his one-on-ones, etc. But here, this worked really well. This pairing was really good. And I thought, 
uh, a lot of his offense was really fun. Like the, all the big chops at the beginning were oh, really, really nice. Good. Yeah. He, um, and he he was really good at like a being a being a fiery baby face. I, mm. I like you. I thought he was really good. And all the match. dodges of the last shot and stuff at the end as yeah. well to get the roll up, etc. That was all really good. I think he he sold it really well. Like it was a really good match. Yeah, and that's the surprising thing in this. The undisputed era try to get up. EC three fights them off. You think, okay, well that's leading to the finish then, and it doesn't. And then the undisputed era get back up a second time and he fights them off. He's like, mm. cool, so that's leading to the finish of Cole winning, and it doesn't. Instead, he ducks the last shot, rolls him up, and he gets a pinfall. Mm-hmm. And he beats Adam. Cole. It was a really, really, it was a surprising victory, but not a surprising victory that made me go like, oh, well, that's buried Adam Cole, that's this, that, and the other. No, that's absolutely not, or like, no. that's elevating EC3. I just thought it worked. They, they booked this really, really well. It didn't make Adam Cole look stupid. It made EC3 look really good. And it's going to be interesting to see where you go from with EC3 from here. Because mm. he is now in a, in a role in a division that is very stacked because mm. you've got Cole, you've got Dunn, whether Dunn's going to go like, back off into the NXT UK stuff, like once the takeover stuff is done, mm. like the, the war game side, if he's just going to slot back over to you NXT hope UK. He, you hope he has to, I think. Well, yeah, he's got the belt, he's got the belt yeah. <laughs> But you've got like Cole, Ricochet, Keith Lee, mm. Donovan Dijak, and... They announced this week that Matt Riddle is going to be debuting next week. So you've got like a... This is one of the best in the world. So you've got a really stacked roster. And Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan. And I kind of look at EC3 and I'm like, mate, you might struggle. Yeah. Like, you need some of these lads to either get injured or get called up. They need another belt. (laughs) Is what they need. They don't need another belt. They need another another belt. The last thing this company needs is more championships. The North American... Northern States Championship. <laughs> um, and afterwards, uh, Undisputed Era, like, they laid out EC3, and then uh, Cole hits the last shot uh, up on the top of the ramp. But Bobby Fish isn't done. And I was wondering if this is going to be, like, a new wrinkle to the Bobby Fish character. Is he, uh, you know, he, uh, I believe it was his knees or his legs yeah, that were injured. he's got a leg brace. He's got a knee brace. And he started targeting EC3's knee. With like a he, chair. He grabs a chair, and he hits EC3 right in the knee and I was like I wonder if that's going to be Bobby's thing now it's just like I lost a year of my career because of my knee injury so I'm going to make sure everyone else gets the same thing mm. and just start going after people's knees to try and put them on the injured shelf as well I loved when he did that as well because like all the all the rest of the guys were behind him going oh my god yeah. <laughs> like, they were kind of like both egging him on but then also a bit horrified by yeah, it like, 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 right, and was like what, what? yeah steady on uh, we've got a promo package for Mia Yim, the Blasian baddie. I don't know for sure, but this may be the same promo that they used in the Mae Young Classic, just with some footage from the Mae Young Classic mm-hmm. uh, slotted in there. But she said that she's not; she's over making friends. She's here to be a badass. Uh, and that led into a match with Aaliyah versus Mia Aaliyah. Yim. But slightly before that, we had the security all standing in a row, and Nikki appeared and told, and told them that Black is coming. Um, I like the idea that she's like Alistair Black's herald. <laughs> she is. She like arrives and is like, Alistair Black is coming, everyone. Mm. Be prepared. So this did lead to uh, Aaliyah versus Mia Yim. Mia Yim's NXT debut after being signed with the company. And I, my first thing is like, poor old Aaliyah. Like, she has been in NXT mm. seemingly forever. Mm, and she is a perennial nxt isn't she? And she's never had a fair shake of the stick. She had that cat gimmick for a while. I don't <laughs> really know what it was about, but she had cat ears or something. Mm. And she has always seemed to be putting into these positions just to put over other people. Yes. And that's what and that's what she did here again. She's a live show circuit kind of yeah. kind of gal, isn't she? Mm. Um Yeah, and but at least she has she sort of has a proper character now. And the, the commentators were putting this over. She's kind of this spoiled brat character. Which doesn't really make sense when you've just been losing all the time and you've yeah. been here for seemingly 10 years. And all her gear is like faux designer, isn't it? Mm. Like, so she's come out in like Burberry stuff before and yeah. like uh, various other... I don't know enough about fashion to be like, wow, I know who that is. I but say, who, who is she wearing today? I just went for all black. Today I'm wearing mostly black. Yep, you are. You are wearing Alistair Black today. Um, and this was... It was a fine match. The crowd were very hot for me, Yim, even though she was the... Uh, I suppose she was the babyface in this because Aaliyah yes, was definitely yeah. the heel. But like, I haven't really got a lot of notes. I just thought you know, Mia Yim won. Um, it got more time than I thought it would have done. I um, thought Mia should have just mauled her. Yeah, and I, I just felt I like expecting. that was like... I think it should have it should have been more of a showcase of Mia just going, here's all my awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, towards the end, it was. There was a bit where she did... Uh, she does the John Woo dropkick. 
She does essentially a halluva kick, and then she does. <laughs> a, she basically, and then a cannonball. So she's basically, she basically plays NXT's greatest hits <laughs> yeah. for like in three moves. She just goes, yeah. "Oh, here's a bit of Zayn Owens and Balor," yeah. and then and then she does the. Is it still called Eat Defeat? Um, no, that that was Gail Kim's. Uh, oh, that was Gail Kim's. Kim's oh, okay. was, uh, Eat but that Defeat. was the same thing, wasn't it? It was a drop like boom. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's basically like, sort of like the right kick is. Yeah, but, but you it's, you you put, it's what feet, Enzo yeah. did for a while. That's right. It was what Enzo did. The, yeah. the smushima do the John uh, yeah. the Jordanza or whatever he oh yeah the Jordanza yes but then we cut backstage and this is again that brilliance of NXT feeling like a connected universe mm. and what was even better about this or I really liked is that I tend to find with Raw and Smackdown GMs with Angle or Corbin or you know Mick Foley or Paige or Shane or whoever it is they don't really feel like general managers they don't feel like they're managing these shows they're just there to say things to camera or announce matches mm. like they are they're a MacGuffin yes all they are they are there to just do you may as well have a, a you know an, a robot doing it for you mm. or like you know the, the anonymous raw GM Michael Cole stands up and goes like I have an announcement or whatever it was but Regal genuinely feels like he is talking to talent talents are approaching him asking for opportunities and he's trying to sort them out but he's also trying to manage the way that this show is run and he's I think doing a terrible job <laughs> People are being run over. <laughs> I know he wasn't run over. Get people. some HR involved, <laughs> Regal. Get yourself a constable. That's what you <laughs> yeah, need. That's what he needs. Uh, but Regal does feel like he's managing this show. And Bianca Belair is there going like, look, why am I not the number one contender for the NXT mm. Women's Championship? I'm undefeated. It just makes sense that I'm the number one contender. And Regal's like, I don't think you're the number uh, one contender. I'm, just, really I'm, so, really I'm sorry. so sorry, Bianca, but we've been booked into a hell of a hole. <laughs> we've had to film all of this this week. And um, there's this little thing called Evolution on the weekend. And we just don't know who's going to be champion after that because we can't reveal it. So you can't be number one contender. I'm really sorry. And so he doesn't really give her much of an answer. And then he starts walking to his office, only to get interrupted by the angel, <laughs> Kathy <laughs> Kelly. And she's there in her angelic glove. Uh, and says that he doesn't know. She says, you're having a baby. <laughs> he's like, what? It's like, yes, it's an immaculate conception. And Regal says that he doesn't know the name that Nikki, uh, Nikki Bella, Nikki Cross, mm. uh, told Alistair Black last week, but he wants to know. And then he's trying to get, all he wants to do is get into his office and do his job. And then the Undisputed Era walk up, mouthing off as loud as they possibly can. <laughs> just talking about how, like, EC3's walking around here doing everyone's, and it's ridiculous. It's it's silly. You need to do your job better, Regal. You need to what, get your act together. <laughs> and Regal says, well, perhaps you should get your act together. And he books the War Raiders in a match next week against Cole and Bobby Fish. Not the tag champs side of uh, Undisputed Era, but the other two. And that's why this faction is very cool, and I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah, I, I like this as booking. I thought yeah. it, was, it was great fun. And I, you know, I can't wait to see Fish back in the ring as well. Yeah. He is, he's awesome. So good. Love this. Especially if he's going to start smashing people's knees up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we've got a really nice video package for Roman Reigns, and then a very good video package for Lacey Evans to hype her up a mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, and then they aired possibly the greatest video package ever uh, to hype up Kairi Sane versus Shayna Baszler. And they, they recapped their whole feud of, of uh, Kairi Sane beating her in the finals of the NXT Classic last year. And then Shayna Baszler being like, you know, everyone talks about that match, but everyone forgets I've already beaten her on TV and things like that. Mm. It was a really nice touch. And then uh, Kairi Sane beats her for the NXT Women's Championship. But... Shayna Baszler keeps putting over this thing. She's like, she didn't beat me. I beat myself. Mm. Like, I lost that match, but she didn't beat me. And I love this. I love this so much. I love Shayna Baszler. She is so, <sighs> so good. Mm. She is, like, like, shoulders above everyone else on that NXT women's roster. Oh, she's yeah. shoulders above a lot of the main roster women's roster. Like, she could walk so in and good. be champion oh, yeah. on, her on her debut. Yeah. And I think even beating Ronda Rousey. Like, I'm not even... There would be no, I would have no problem with her walking in, beating Ronda Rousey because she's got one thing that Ronda Rousey doesn't really have, and that's she's also a fantastic promo. Oh, like Ronda, Ronda's when she gets in the groove is pretty good, but a lot of times she sounds actually quite weak mm. when she when she cuts these like I'm being a badass promo. She's a bit like she almost comes across too emotional a lot of the time. Yeah, and then she sort of steps into like I'm being the baddest woman mode, and she does the mean face, and then well, she's yeah. suddenly like into it. Shayna is always on point. She's always like i am this character this is me yeah and i think that's what that's just what makes her like 
just the most amazing. I think she's just incredible. Like yeah. she's so good. You are right. She does walk around going, "This is me," and um, she she would never do that. <laughs> she never would. She she's would never have smashed her arms. You, yeah, yeah. She would have broken your finger so you couldn't play piano. I'll play <laughs> you in, Basler. <laughs> no. I think what Basler has over Ronda Rousey as well, in terms of if she does go up to the main roster, is that Ronda's biggest crutch is she's got such a nice smile. And that's yes. that's the, that's Vince's thing. Vince told her, "You've got the you've got such a nice smile. When you smile, the world smiles with mm. you." And that's why she always has to smile when she comes down to the ring because Vince has got this idea in his head that she is the smiley person. Whereas Shayna Baszler doesn't have. I mean, she's got a lovely smile, but she also has a smile that says, "Oh, I think you're going to hurt me, yeah. and, you're, and you're going to enjoy doing it." And yeah, I'm a bit a, scared. Now. It's a bit like yeah, it's it's got it's got a dark undertone. Oh, it really smile, does. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ronda's smile makes me go like, oh. You seem like quite nice. But really. she she feels like they tried to do this with Sonia Deville, like this this MMA star coming in thing. And obviously Sonia Deville was never as big a MMA fighter as, mm-hmm. as Baszler was. But like they tried to do this similar character of like, no, she's a legitimate fighter. Here she comes. She's really badass. Deville did it okay. Mm-hmm. Baszler comes in and she seems dangerous. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. So and I don't I don't think there's anyone else on on the women's roster in WWE at all who seems actually dangerous like mm. Becky is being a badass but in like a cool way and in a very wrestling way Shayna feels like she is not a wrestler yeah. she feels like Legit she is dangerous she feels like she's gonna legitimately break your arm oh yeah she is oh she's so good more so than ronda rousey who goes do you want to see me break an arm yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like Every I'm, time. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it i don't care yeah, if you, don't, want. Yeah, who do, you don't want to see this yeah. this is gonna be gross and i don't care if you don't want to see this i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> because i'm shana baszler and i do what i want this is me um we then got our uh, final match of the evening which was justin xavier who versus Cassius Ono and this is like this is our new more heelish Cassius Ono coming down here and I really like this attitude I think it fits him so much better than just his hey I'm, hey I'm Cass- yeah I'm fits here. him better than his gear <laughs> poor Cassius oh, my god Justin yeah. Xavier or Xavier as they like to be in WWE Xavier, yeah, Xavier. Uh, has the worst entrance music oh, of all time it yeah. sounded like someone was cleaning a window really quickly <laughs> over some beats <laughs> This but it's was, just like, yeah. <laughs> like, we have a stock music library that we have access to. Yeah. And there are times when I'm trying to find tracks for weekend videos or just videos in general. And sometimes I listen to them. I'm like, I can't believe someone took the time out of their day to write this. This is horrendous. And I thought that about Justin's Abuse music as well. I was like, man alive, someone didn't. Like, this was phoned into the nines. <laughs> they said to him, they probably said to the, the, the composer, they were like, yeah, we need you to make a track for this guy, Justin Xavier. It's like, okay, cool. Who is he? Oh, he's just going to get squashed by Ono. Okay. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one. It was basically like, you know, on the Casio keyboards where you had preset music yeah. already in there. It was like, they were lucky they didn't get yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, well, they were lucky they didn't get the word dictionary in, <laughs> somewhere at the end of his song. Um, so I thought uh, Ono looked really awesome in this. He had this amazing big boot that the crowd really popped for. And he just starts slapping Xavier around going like, and just and shouting to Regal, this isn't what I asked for. Like, mm. I asked to face your new toy. I asked to face your new bro, in reference to Matt Riddle. But he's like, but this is, he's got this little Justin dude instead. And he's oh. like, this is what I asked for. So he mm. just starts booting him in the head as much as he can While do. dressed as a bumblebee. <laughs> and then... Uh, he and needs just- new gear, man. Like, he's wicked, and his gear makes him look stupid. I, I yeah, just- well... So and I know he likes, because it's all basketball, isn't it? That yeah. he, he wears all basketball gear. And I know he likes it, but, like... He's a he's a big guy. Like he's both very tall and not exactly like trim. And I just think you can do something flattering with that that doesn't involve yeah. this looking like a he looks like a toddler. Tights would be his friend. I think tights, tights but I think like the Kevin Nash style like looser trouser thing. Yeah, that's also works, yeah. I don't know. It just I just especially when you've gone to this slightly more like no, nah, I'm like a legit like threat now and I want to I want to beat up Matt Riddle, etc. Like, let's have some new gear because yeah. I've been saying, like, and I think it's what's held him back in general. Obviously, he's got a very, uh, actually, quite a large backstage role, mm-hmm. and so he's obviously used to put over talent. But like, I would love to see Cassius Ono just be a bit more of a legit 
like yeah. player in NXT, and I think part yeah. of that is the look. And I think that's only going to be exposed more when he's in the ming- ring with Matt Riddle, because <laughs> Matt Riddle is cut to the nines. He mm. is chiseled from marble. Like mm. he is an absolute. That's beast why he doesn't wear shoes because he can't hide those perfect feet. <laughs> <laughs> so. And uh, yeah, Matt Riddle is going to come in. He's going to look absolutely awesome. Like my wife, she's only seen various bits of wrestling, and she has seen me watch some NXT before. And when she saw Cassius Ono, my wife likes dude with big beards and and long hair and slightly larger gentlemen. And I was like, oh, she's probably going to find him very attractive because mm. that's very much the sort of uh, woman, uh, man that she would go after. And she just was like, he looks ridiculous. Mm. And I'm like, man, poor old Ono. Poor yeah. old Chris. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. But on a more lighter note in terms of Ono, he has got the best senton in WWE. His mm. running sentons are absolutely stunning. And so much so that poor old Justin was bleeding from the mouth. He took these things right on his yeah. chest and on his face. And he hits the rolling elbow and gets the win. That's a rolling elbow, not a roaring elbow. Um, Josh Matthews and in impacts a rolling elbow. Um, and yeah, Ono wins. I think the blood helped here. I think yeah. actually, like it made it look like it was this really vicious beatdown because he it started off and obviously like uh, I thought Justin got some actually fairly good looking stuff in there. Like yeah, yeah. even like the, the, the simple stuff, like even just doing the sort of jump over in the in the turnbuckle and stuff. He did it so high. Mm-hmm. I was like, he looks he looks like he's probably gonna be quite good at some point yeah, when, yeah. He, when he gets a chance to not be smacked in the face. <laughs> but then as soon as the blood happened and then it, it turned into this more vicious Cassiusono beatdown, it all culminated quite nicely and I think it actually if this is the setup for a Matt Riddle match. Yeah. What better way to do it than have Ono seem like a bit of a legitimate threat here? God, I cannot wait for Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle debuts in NXT next week. If you've never seen a Matt Riddle match before, man alive, you are at infantry because he is an absolute star. He is like the Shayna Baszler of the, the men's division. Mm. Like He is just next level good. I cannot wait to see Matt Riddle next week. If you're hearing a rustling sound, uh, Laurie is opening I'm just up. a bit of ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a video of it the other day. <laughs> My girlfriend keeps accidentally calling MRSA. <laughs> uh, so Fakedora has opened up his trading cards that were sent to him by Chris Jenkins. Who did you get? I've got, I mean... Oh, AJ Styles. Big out of the gate, AJ Styles. With his uh, soccer mum haircuts mm. rather than his cool long hair that he has now. Yeah. I've got... Kane. Kane, mayor of um, Glen Knox County. Mayor, mayor of Glensville. I've got the Wyatt family, which is a lovely photograph of all of them, including... Oh, including Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Braun the Strowman. Triple H. Lovely. Back when he was champion, very recently, yep. weirdly. Yeah, remember when he um, won, the ro- won the Royal Rumble? Yeah, to win in the, the champ- In the last couple of years. In the last couple of years. My God. And that's why talent is uh, Brock Lesnar suplexing both Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose at the same time. Oh, very nice. Uh, Triple H again. Oh, well. Uh, giving the running knee to Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar, who's just apparently defeated Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania, and doesn't look very happy about it. Just looking so unimpressed. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was a boring match, wasn't this it? Is, this is an interesting way of doing cards. So you get two superstars and you get five like picture matches. Ones. Yeah. Well, we've got a wrestling Ooh. confession here from Andrew Holmes. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Hope you're all doing well. Here is my wrestling confession. I made the list. <laughs> you really are becoming part oh, of the furniture that's now. that's it, yeah. When I was younger, I had a bunch of friends who loved wrestling, so naturally we decided to start putting together matches. I was known among my friends as the fast kid, so I would do high-flying moves. I could do a standing shooting star and a moonsault off the top chair. Anyway, during the end of our first show, I convinced myself that I needed to do a bigger spot than I had ever done before. So I decided to climb to the top of the roof and did a swanton bomb. Worst decision my opponent decided to bail last second and i hit the ground back first i've had back problems ever since my god cheers guys love the show oh mate i'm so sorry to I hear mean, that i if i was your mate though i would be so glad i bailed oh well yeah because I mean, yeah. you were landing last very thing, yeah, hard last yeah. thing you wanted is imploded ribs <laughs> Oof, I mean that's 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 hard to hear because mm. I'm a man who I don't have a very good back either um, through unfortunate conditions, and 
God, it just makes me feel like I don't like seeing people land hard on their back. It really makes me cringe. Mm. Uh, and people landing, like jumping off the roof. I mean, I, I'm assuming it wasn't a two story thing, but man alive. Yeah, I'm hoping you lived in less than a bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping you jumped off the roof of a doll's house. Oh, yeah, like a Wendy house roof. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> An ooh, Wendy house yeah. roof. Uh, we've got one more wrestling confession here from Adam Christian. Hi, Luke. Hope you and Ollie, brackets, and El Fakador are doing well. I'm sending you my first. Am I bracketed? <laughs> well, because you might... you're not on the podcast all the time, I guess. So. Uh, maybe he was just I'm here hoping. every Thursday and Monday <laughs> and Monday I'm sending you my first and hopefully only wrestling confession now I'm assuming he meant to write first and hopefully only but unfortunately either he typed badly or autocorrected him a cropper because what he's actually written is I'm sending you my first WMR hopefully only wrestling confession so either some fat thumbs got in the way there or your phone did you a cropper mate uh, it was a dream about the Punjabi playboy, the great Kali. And I emphasize playboy because of the nature of the dream. Ooh. So where are we going to go from here? This is why I should probably read emails before we do the podcast. This happened just last night. I was asleep and I saw it. It was a Smackdown Live episode and Vince McMahon was in the middle of the ring and he called out one Punjabi playboy who entered the ring to a smiling Vince. Now, the way this went is a little blurry to me because here's the main... But here's the main event. Vince asked... Hmm... I might stop reading this because this is a PG show. Um, yeah, sorry, Adam. I mean, I'm sure that email is great. Let me see. Um, I've already deleted it. Oh! So I'm, 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 oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm very sorry. I'll tell the story. <laughs> um, yeah. There was probably some jogging involved. Uh, and Carly can jog. Mm-hmm. Uh, this quickly from Mike Brown. Hi guys, hope this finds you well. As a newly minted pledgehammer, I wanted to give you an opportunity to take a look at my new book, NXT to WWE: The Successes and Failures. Dot dot dot. So far, which is now available on Amazon around the world. While I don't expect you to end the debates of who has been used well or not, it certainly helped clarify a few of the situations for me. So if you want to go check that out, you can do so. He's actually sent us the whole book to read, so I might actually read some of that wow. uh, while I go away because I have got some new books. I've got a, a book about Steven Seagal. Gal's filmography, which obviously I'm very interested mm-hmm. to read, uh, and the new... Uh, They're basically all the same. Yes, <laughs> uh, and the new Cormoran Strike book, because I really like Cormoran Strike. Um, it's the only J.K. Rowling books I've read, uh, <laughs> but I've quite enjoyed them. It's weird that you wouldn't read Harry Potter off the back of that, because it's the same author. Well, you'd think that, but I, I did read the first Harry Potter book. That's not very good, though. Well, that's what I thought. Um, but you I need to read number three. Well, that's actually number where I Number three stopped. is the best one. So I read the first one, mm. and so I, by the time I got into Harry Potter, it was I was far too old. I think it was the same with Pokemon. It came out just slightly after I was too old for mm. it. For joy, yeah, for joy. <laughs> All the joy had been sucked out of my life by that. Exactly. Point. I was too into backyard wrestling at that point. I got the time for Pokemon. Pokemon uh, is wrestling, <laughs> but with animals. <laughs> animals. Um, so I didn't really get. Into, I didn't. I was never on the Pokemon tr- uh, bandwagon, right. and I just completely missed the Harry Potter one as well. So I read the first book when I was probably about maybe thirteen. And I was like, well, this is fine. Mm. And then I read the second one. And I was like, well, that was worse than fine. <laughs> and then I started to read the third one. And I was like, this feels like it's the same book over and over again. So I'm bailing out on this. And that was apparently where I made my error. Because I watched the third film. And I was like, this film's terrific. It's a great this film. It's a great film. Maybe I should. And I've never read the books again. But now I look at them and I'm like, those books are too big. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame also that all the, yeah, the, the third book and the third film are the best ones mm. and that's where it probably should have stopped I think. <laughs> my hot take on harry potter is yeah that's enough harry potter like one one is enough i'm sure actually uh website writer andy datz will find this interesting because he's a massive harry potter nerd oh, such a nerd such a nerd such a dork, such a dork for harry potter stuff He's got a little Harry Potter tattoo, hasn't he? He has indeed. Uh, before we get out of here, we've got... Um, this wasn't a crap gimmick suggestion. This was a crap booking suggestion from Adam Emond, who has emailed in several times onto this show. Here it goes. It Bray- just says Crown Jewel. <laughs> it just says, Bray Wyatt joins the fashion police. Bray Zango issues tickets for having bad Halloween costumes. Feud with the Ascension for having bad Halloween costumes. Loses. That is from Adam Emond with his crap booking. Thank I'd, you. I'd be into that. <laughs> I'd watch that. Uh, and we have got an email here from Matt Taylor, who has sent us in a bad joke. Now, we've had a bit of... Uh, it's been a 
mixed bag in terms of the jokes to end off this podcast with. But he's written here, hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Greetings from Sweden. I hope you're all okay. Matt Taylor, please do get in touch. Let me know whereabouts in Sweden because I'm fascinated with that country. He's misspelled IKEA at the end of that. <laughs> nice. Abba. That's my. That is my crap joke for today meatballs (laughs) meatballs anything else like furniture yes exactly so i'm i'm fascinated with sweden i think it's a wonderful country a beautiful beautiful place full Mm. of loads of beautiful people i'm fascinated by everything they do there um just thought i would email in with a suggestion for the bad jokes section of your podcast my son william is nine years old and he only knows one joke brace yourselves because here it comes have you heard about the magic tractor no i haven't heard about the magic tractor it turned into a field (laughs) <laughs> I love kids jokes like, oh, they're the best. have you seen have you read the Twitter account the uh, kids tell jokes or kids write jokes oh no but that sounds like a Twitter account I uh, would love you need to look it up because it is it is amazing oh, uh, it's great. so because I love the fact that there's just no they're just completely discordant they don't like yeah. there's no follow on like stuff will just be like it's always usually and then it was a poo ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like kids jokes they're, they're better than adults jokes like adults adults try too hard at jokes so I find that I'm always trying to like make it have a, at least some sort of ring of logic to it when I write a joke but yeah, yeah kids can just be it's like pure creativity captured in, in joke form and then also the ability to fall back on poo as <laughs> The obvious, endlessly brilliant punchline that it is. Well, you and I were at a birthday party on Saturday. Mm. Like the Saturday just gone for our friend. Uh, let's call him Zadark. And um, and we don't use his real name. <laughs> and uh, there was a point when all of a sudden, like Zadark had done his like speech thanking everyone for coming around, like half orcs often do. And then like the the sort of dance section of the evening started. Mm. And rather than sort of get involved in the dance section, me and your housemate just spent, I'd say, a good hour and a half telling bad jokes to each other. We just walked off to one side of the room, <laughs> telling, like, I would tell a bad joke, we would laugh, then he would tell one, we would laugh, and it just went back and forth for a good 90 minutes. He follows me around the house telling me bad jokes <laughs> all the time. He is a jo- he must be a joy to live with. He, I'd ignore him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Because if he's not telling you bad jokes, he's showing you what he made for dinner. And it's like, I don't don't care. I'm trying to do something else. Just leave me alone. Um, We'll just finish up Matt's email here. Uh, I seem to remember you guys talking a while back about using wrestling phrases slash gimmicks in your daily life. And this is true. Me and Ollie... I, and you did this as well. We often call things around lying around the office a gimmick. Oh, mm. can you pass me that gimmick over there? Or, you know, just people saying wrestling phrases in terms of real life stuff. Kids are great for this. This week, for example, my wife has been away and I've been regularly using AA. I've been. Oh, this is great. This week, my this week, for example, my wife has been away and I have been regularly double A spine busting my three years old into his pajama suit, which is laid out on the bed before he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I often stalk my eldest son when he is around the house and hit him with a rock bottom out of nowhere out of the rock. I even use catchphrases such as Stone Cold, what? And the bottom line, and that's the bottom line, because dad says so, and I need to tell them how it is. (laughs) Sometimes cut William off mid-sentence by saying things as, sorry, what did you say? And then he begins to say, and I, I go, it doesn't matter what you said. He finds this really funny. My three-year-old Oliver runs from the hills when I stride into the living room with my hand raised and shout, Braun! Obviously, if I catch him, he gets a running power slam onto the sofa. It's all good fun. Let me know if you want me to send them over to a WrestleTalk offices so you guys can share the fun for a week or two. Keep up the good, consistent work. Cheers, Matt Taylor. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of joy out of that email. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm not sure wrestling should be where you take your parenting advice from. Uh, well, certainly not from Vince. Should McMahon, we not yeah. remember uh, the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero feud? Yeah, absolutely. Um, from a I'm few your years. pappy. Yeah, um, it's not had. It's not had the world's best run. Of, Families don't often get on in wrestling. No, You're Vince s- selling basically selling Stephanie to Triple H. <laughs> you both I mean- in kayfabe and real life. <laughs> I mean, you will get like you will get turned on at the drop of a hat if you are a family member. Oh, unless, unless, yeah. yeah, unless you're the Usos who appear to be staying together forever. Uh, but that is all we've got time for on this show. Thank you so much for listening. Myself and Ollie Davis will be back on Saturday for the magazine show, and then Ollie and Andy Datsun, Harry Potter, Dawkins. Harry Potter himself, <laughs> Harry Potter. 
Harry Potter is going to be here uh, to do the evolution wrap up and review. So please do announce it. I'm not here, so it won't be a proper podcast. There won't be an intro and outro to it as well. It will literally just be the audio. It'd be, it'd just be Ollie Davis yeah. and you're a dork, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> not, you're a dork, Andy. Not. <laughs> <laughs> That is what we've got time for. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.